0: Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast, Let's Have a Glass. Today I have my amazing friend and overall badass babe, Felicia LeBounty. We're gonna talk about kicking cancer's ass and life after chemo. Phil's favorite drink is a Moscow mule, and somehow I've never had one. So let's get this thing started and let's have a glass. Hi, Phil. Hey, welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming up to chat with me of today. Course.
1: I'm so excited. I know I love hanging out with you, so this is perfect. Today's a
0: special day. Yay. I love it. <laughs> On Women's Day,
1: <gasps> it is International Women's Day. Oh my god! Yes,
0: what a day!
1: We just literally just came to that conclusion. Yeah.
0: Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Look at that. Let's start with let's start with the with the juicy stuff.
1: Let's get into it.
0: What do you think is most important to do for yourself during chemo and after?
1: I think the most important thing for me, um, especially because I was and am a model through all of this, so my physical appearance was something that I worried about. You know, you get hired on jobs for looking a certain way, and I was always hired for having the long blonde hair, and we all know when you start chemo and you have cancer that you lose your hair. So for me, the thing I was most scared about was losing that, losing all of my contracts and then losing myself and not feeling like myself. And I was terrified, literally losing my hair was the one thing I talked about the most. So for me, self-care and making sure that I felt beautiful and pretty and in any way, shape and form that I could during this was very, very important to me.
0: I can only imagine.
1: It was really hard. It was, it's just a wild feeling to know. Like, it's like one thing if all of a sudden you wake up, and it's gone and you don't know what's happening, but it's like, you know, it's coming. Like, you know, I'm not going to look the same. I mean, you lose all of your hair, like from the top of your head to the tip of your toes, every single little piece of it. That's crazy. It's why, I mean, your eyelashes, your leg hair, arm hair.
0: It's like as much as you want to, you know, say it's just hair it really makes you a different person. It totally like does. Physically. Oh, it totally it, does. That's so crazy. Absolutely. That is absolutely. So
1: just doing things insane. that like when you offered to do my eyebrows was such like I was like, oh my God, I have to. Like, how do you go from having long blonde hair and I had eyelash extensions and I was always making sure that my face was clear and you know, I'm I'm a girl. I like that stuff. Do having nothing And Brent, my boyfriend, was like, you have to get your eyebrows microbladed. He's like, it's summertime. You're not going to put them on yourself. We're going to go to the river or the beach or the pool or whatever you can do. And not having your eyebrows on, you're not going to want to do them all the time. And he was so right. So I'm so thankful that you gave me the gift of the prettiest brows. I'm so happy. (laughs) It just
0: completes everything. I feel like, you know, if you're sad about your hair, at least- It frames the rest of your face and it's one less thing that you have to do to get ready to feel like yourself again.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. It definitely helped a ton. Like no matter what I was going through, my eyebrows still look good. And that was like huge. I tell every girl that I meet that's recently diagnosed or going through it to go find a good artist and get your eyebrows done. You will never regret it.
0: That's true. It's really, and even for people out there wondering, I would almost say that the best is to do it as soon as you're diagnosed, before you start chemo. 100%. So at least there's a good base done by the time your brow hair falls
1: off. 100%. And at
0: least if you didn't have time to get your tu- your touch up by the time of, that you start chemo, at least you have a shape to follow. You have somewhat of a guideline, like there's there's some framing to your face. And that's You're definitely
1: in- what you did because I we had a very tight window to get this done. I think we had like 18 days between the time that I was officially diagnosed to when they wanted to start chemo. And you can't have micro or any sort of, wound or anything on your body when you're going through chemo um, because if your white blood cell count gets too low, the risk of infection is extremely high. So that really is your only choice. So that's what we did with you and I was we did my eyebrows. I feel like
0: we did it like the week after it was like, let's do this
1: instant. You, you and come over right now. We're doing your
0: brows in the middle of the night.
1: You guys squeezed me in and like we literally between all my appointments, we somehow made it work. And then we didn't do a touch up until last month. That yeah. was, that was my first touch up because yeah. we had six months. Yeah. Six months. And a lot of it did fall out because of chemo. It really pushed it oh, out. Yeah. It really did. I mean, did. your
0: body, your immune system is just so shot and so busy fighting everything else that, I mean, obviously the least that your body cares about is your brows. <laughs> yeah. So of course it's not going to, you know, help with retention and just holding the pigment. And so it normally fades quicker. Oh, yeah. Get and they patchy did, and...
1: It definitely did. Mine was a lot light. Mine were a lot lighter. They were patchy, but at least there was something. So I could go into the pencil and just fill in the tiny little gaps. Or like, mine was like right in the middle. There was gaps on both of them. So I would just color that in. And that yeah. was enough. At least I had, like you said, something. So I didn't feel just completely naked.
0: Exactly. You don't wake up to just this really blank yep. face that you're not used to. I couldn't That's imagine. the hard... That's the hard part.
1: I couldn't imagine. And it also just made me feel good um, throughout all of my treatment was I was getting complimented on my eyebrows all the time. So at least there was something that Gives I had. Gives a little boost. Some, yeah, at least, you know, I'm like, okay, I have no hair or it's patchy and falling out even though I, sh- I buzzed it or I'm gaining weight or I'm red from chemo or something. Like everyone's like, oh my God, your brows look so good. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> You're like, yes, I know. I know, they're wonderful. Audrey lost <laughs> <lasted> at them. <laughs> I love it. That makes me so happy.
0: That's seriously why I do it. I, for all, you know, for all of the clients that just want, mm-hmm. you know, their perfect brows to be a bit more perfect. This is where it's game changing.
1: Oh, it's a, literally, it's and I've really told you this so many times, and I can never thank you enough. It was life changing. Like every girl that I met in the oncology office, I was like, "Go book your appointment right now!" Like now, go do it tomorrow. And my boyfriend was telling girls like, or other oh, men that, makes that he me met, so happy. yeah, he was telling people like, "You have to go get them done. If it's not by Audrey, find a good artist. Like you will not regret it. It's the one thing you are going to hold on to." It makes putting on a baseball cap with no hair and no eyelashes to putting on a wig to being in the water to just being naked just by yourself. It made me feel better. Made me feel like I had something that still held on to me as a person.
0: Exactly. It doesn't feel like you lost everything.
1: Yeah. I had something. I love it. I love you. That makes my heart (laughs) smile. I'm trying not to cry (laughs) as I talk about this right now and how much it literally meant the world. And I was like, at first I told Brent, I was like, I don't know if I'll have time. Like I can't do this after chemo and you guys made time and he forced me. He's like, go, you have to do it. And literally if it's like my one beauty tip for girls going through chemo or about to go through chemo, go get your eyebrows done. Like just get a base, you know, cause you're just too tired and you're exhausted and you yeah. don't recognize your own face. So to have to pencil in or draw in eyebrows every single day, is just not, it's not feasible. It doesn't work like that. No. At least not for me. I don't know if there's other girls that can do it every day, but I definitely was I don't think so.
0: I feel like anyone, any clients that I have that went through something similar, that's all kind of get the same feedback for everyone.
1: It's just too much. I'm like, this is the last thing I have on my mind is to try to make my eyebrows look even and nice before I go to chemo for eight hours. Yeah. Not going to happen. Exactly.
0: I've heard that you took a chemo moon.
1: I did tell me about it (laughs) um I recently um there's also an article if you go to my Instagram um I wrote for Healthline um about a chemo moon which I don't know what we were talking about but I had like we said like 18 days I don't know it was very very quick um between fertility and eyebrows and chemo um that I was like I need to get out of here like To be told that you have cancer one, no matter what stage your cancer is, is devastating. And then to be told at stage four, which is what I am at, was just shattering. And I was watching myself be so stressed and Brent so stressed. And we're trying to prepare for this huge life-changing thing. I was like, you know what? We love Palm Springs. It's summertime. I want to go lay out by the pool and go to a nice dinner in our favorite breakfast spot and I want to have a drink before I can't drink anymore and I want to pretend like none of this is happening. So we went and stayed at the Ace and when I got there they had their little marquee outside that said, hi Felicia, welcome to your chemo moon. Oh I remember that. So cute. That was so adorable. So cute and a few of my friends got together and had bottles of champagne and a suite for us. They ended up booking us into a bigger room, a nice suite and they had a spa day planned for both of us and even though it was just the two of us and we were so stressed, like those, I think it was two two or three days that we went, we didn't talk about it. We didn't act like it was happening. We just had just the best time. And it really mentally prepared us both to go into this battle. Like literally with 12 hours after we woke up or went to bed um, and 12 hours later, I was in the hospital getting my port placed. So we literally left Palm Springs Drove home, woke up for 4 30 in the morning, and they did my port placement surgery. So, but it was just like, okay, like I took a couple minutes to step back, stop obsessing over it, stop thinking about what's gonna happen with my life. How am I gonna get through this? How are Brett and I gonna get through this? What is gonna happen? And it was just amazing. I wish that every cancer patient would go on a shopping spree or go have a spa day or go for a drive, like whatever is gonna get you ready. For literally, for fighting for your life. Yeah, do for it. For probably the f- hardest fight of your life. The hard, this is the hardest thing I'll ever have to go through.
0: I've never, I mean, I have to say, I've never heard of a chemo moon before you took one. And it just kind of dawned on me that I was like, holy shit, that is probably the smartest thing I've ever heard of.
1: Thank you. It just
0: makes so much sense.
1: Well, people go on baby moons. You can exactly. go on a, a honeymoon. So why do you get to go on all these cool trips when you're doing something positive? Like, I I didn't ask for this. Like Exactly.
0: You're in- about, like, your life is about to change.
1: Completely. In,
0: you know, a negative way. Yeah. In, you know, in most of, most of it. It's 100%. Just, it's 100%. hard on your brain. It's hard on your body. You're really about to change your entire life. Everything with no plans cuz it just
1: there you can you have a comes plan. to yeah. you
0: like out of nowhere
1: oh yeah and and then you're just told what to do and when to be here and what time and to have figure out
0: how to survive through it all
1: yeah. so it just makes sense to like hey how about i have
0: the best weekend, even if it's just a day.
1: Yeah. The anything. best
0: goddamn day.
1: Anything, anything. And I'm whatever like, makes
0: you happy, just make a day out of it.
1: Yes. And People get bachelorette parties and, and, you know, wedding showers and baby showers. And I'm like,
0: And those are for happy things. It's like, oh, let's have a happy
1: thing to reward you for the future. Happy thing. Yeah. So, so why don't cancer patients get like, we get stuff throughout. um, And I've been very blessed with the things that I've been able to do throughout my journey. And, you know, oh, we did this for a cancer patient. She's going through chemo. I'm like, prepare, do something for someone who's going to go into chemo. So if you have a friend or a family member that's about to start chemo, give them a weekend, give them a fancy dinner, whatever makes their heart happy and completely forgets about what's about to happen, do it.
0: I think that's also really important that you mentioned that you guys didn't talk about it mm-hmm. the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as soon, and that's just me assuming, obviously, but I can only imagine that once you get started with chemo, that's all your brain does. That's all you think about 24-7.
1: Oh, it's- that's
0: you know, you're really, that becomes your life. It's so a, I think that to have that moment that you don't mention it, like it doesn't exist yet is so important.
1: It's huge. So, I mean, we had like tiny conversations and people would ask why we're there and I'm not a person to hide what's going on. So I would tell them, and I actually met a really awesome lady um, that's still in my life now on my chemo moon. And it literally becomes an unwanted obsession. Everything is about cancer. Everything is about chemo. Everything is about... What is this gonna do? How is this gonna affect this? When is my next chemo? Oh, can you come do this? No, sorry. I just had chemo, so I can't be around anybody until my blood numbers come back or my oh blood my count God. comes back. I mean, it's just everything you do has to do with cancer or chemo. And I it's like an unwanted obsession that you have to have. Like Yeah,
0: there's nothing you can do about no. it. That's just how your life is now. I can't
1: ignore it. I can't I can't make it go away, you know. So oh it's my like God. Every decision you make, everything you eat and touch and every person that comes in your life has an opinion about it and something they saw on Instagram or something they saw on TV. Oh, I heard apricot seeds make cancer go away. I mean, you get so bombarded with so much information that literally every single day, almost every moment your thought is about cancer.
0: That sounds like the most stressful thing.
1: I may not make it look like on social media that it's stressful, but it is the anxiety that you have during cancer is beyond anything you will ever face in your entire life. And they have a term for it when you're about to have a scan. It's called scanxiety. And we actually went up and had another little getaway in Ojai before my PET scan results, because I was so, I would literally was the most anxious, shaking, nervous on edge. Anything Brent did made me cry or yell, or like I was a hot mess because you're just so petrified. And so we went up to Ohio again for two days and we stayed in these little lodges that had jacuzzis in the room and filled it full of bubbles and had ice buckets full of like, I had like mocktails and he had beers and we just went to dinner and rode and walked our dog and just didn't anything but talked about cancer. That's perfect. It was amazing. Both of those, I've done it probably two or three times now, just because mental health is huge in this and just two days, just like, you have to take take care of yourself. You have to, you I do. had to get away and be like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not on social media and I'm going to d- go somewhere where no one knows me. And I just hung out and was just a regular yeah. person. I'm just going to
0: check out from reality yep. and have a, some me time.
1: Yep. hundred percent.
0: I love it. Why do you think it's seen so negatively
1: to, to take care of yourself during chemo? Yeah. Um, just from,
0: you know, I go from just my, from my perspective of seeing people's reaction on social media about your story and it seems like a lot of people have a hard time understanding yeah. how you're taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah, it's it's really which is wild. strange
0: to me, but I don't
1: I don't get it at all and the way I went into this was okay, this is not something that I can control. And I had no symptoms for anyone that doesn't know my story. I had no symptoms. I was CrossFit, running, hiking, camping, traveling, and literally had no symptoms that had spread that far. And so like they say, you have that fight or flight moment. And I was like, I mean, I cried. I cried like I have never cried in my entire life, like till I made myself sick. And then I was like, you know what? Being this way is not going to make it go away. So I'm going to twist every single one of these situations around and find some positive in it and make it as not pleasurable because it's not pleasurable, but as good as I can for myself. And I think that people expect cancer patients to be these sick, dying, miserable, negative, just dead in the dirt, laying in a bed or a hospital or in my room, sobbing my eyes out. And I'm like, why waiting for
0: your time to waiting, go waiting like, yeah that's so true
1: oh yeah I I had someone who was my friend tell me that I wasn't showing the negative side enough that I wasn't looking sick enough and to me that was such a disturbing sentence that's fucked up it's so fucked up I was like what do you mean I'm not looking sick enough they're like oh well you know you're always showing the you're, they're always showing you, uh, traveling and which I travel for work. I still work full time during all of this. And they're like, you're always getting facials or you're always like outside or always doing this. And I'm like, so I mean, life goes on. What, what do you want? Like they literally, people literally misery loves company and people love watching other people suffer. And I refused to be a patient. I refused to let my life go. I love life and I love my friends and I love traveling and I love working and I love modeling. And I guess people just assume that, you know, I had a GoFundMe started by my late friend, Greg and Sierra. And I think people think that because if you do anything outside of cancer, that you're not sick and you don't need any money and you don't need any help, even though we both work full time. So we have our own spending money. They think that like I don't know, I don't, I, it's hard for me to explain because I don't understand how you can look at somebody who's literally fighting for their lives and be upset that they're doing positive, happy things or that they're getting, a lot of things have been donated to me by people who care about me like you and my friend Carly and people who donate facials to make me feel good for an hour. I think
0: positive people understand, you know, what you're doing and how you're handling things. But like you said, miserable people are really they, just- they peaking on other people's misery and it's almost
1: it's sickening seeing you
0: yeah seeing you not be as miserable as they are in a healthy body yeah they're like that's that's unacceptable
1: well when I get comments like oh it must be nice to get a facial I'm like it must be nice not to have cancer yeah <laughs> like exactly do you think I want all of this like so I, I people and are fucking crazy they're fucked up it's fucked up because I have never looked at somebody in any position and thought that about them so to have people think that about me is just so crazy and bizarre and it's just it's just really wild I'm like why can't you see like dang like she's fighting for a life she still posts on the gnarly shit you see my Instagram I post the bad yeah
0: I, I post- was about to say it's not like you're first of all it's like, even the facial things, Like, it's not like every other day you're like, hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like,
0: spa day, I'm like, facial, I've had like two- getting my nails done, and like flying to Paris for the weekend. Like, Jesus Christ, you're here working your ass off. Yes. And guess what? On the weekend, when you're off, like most other people, you happen to do things like other people. I, it's crazy. Like, right? I don't understand how this is so mind blowing to people.
1: Nothing I do is. Out of the ordinary. I do work no. for a very great company and we do do some very nice things. So a lot of the trips that I go on and Brent, people were giving him shit. Like you're always traveling. He tra- He's a traveling salesman part of the year. He works on off-road races. So part of the year that's his job is he is off working races.
0: I think that's also people have a hard time. Like you don't have, you know, an office nine to five job. Yeah. So I think the visual of you having a different kind of career mm-hmm that allows you a different kind of lifestyle on top of what you're going through. It's it's just too much for stupid people. They just it's don't get too it. too much to handle.
1: It, they're just ignorant. I'm like, I work from home. I'm very blessed to have the job that I have, but I do, I worked SEMA, which is a, one of the world's largest car shows, three days after my second to last round of chemo. And I was in Vegas for nine days on my feet.
0: Oh, I remember that.
1: I worked my ass off going through hot flashes and chemo brain and trying to work like, so no one else around me knew besides my coworkers. And when I just don't get it, I'm like, you guys, I still work, but just because I get to stay home because I have so, I have a doctor's appointment nearly every single day, especially in the beginning. There's a billion specialist and this doctor. And now that chemo's over, I have to go to all the regular doctors and see how much damage chemo did on the healthy parts of my body because chemo doesn't discriminate. It kills everything. So now I have to go to the eye doctor and the dentist and the dermatologist and a family doctor and it doesn't stop. So I'm blessed to be able to work from home, but I still work. Yeah.
0: It's also this whole you know social media thing where people always post the best part of their life
1: yeah like why would I post me why would I post crying in the corner
0: of your closet
1: like I don't know we've all you know I but if I did do that then it would be like oh my god you're so negative this is why you're not getting better are you suicidal like because I posted one time that I was having a bad day I'm like I'm mentally struggling I'm having a hard time and it's okay and I got so many messages like are you okay? Are you you thinking bad thoughts? And I'm like, weren't you the one just telling me that I'm posting too positively? Because it's like, in a way, it's like, well, if
0: I'm posting that I'm not feeling well, it's amazing to have people reaching out and making sure that you're okay. But don't be this like two-faced bitch that then yesterday I was too positive. But then all of a sudden, oh my God, you're so sad.
1: What's happening? Yes, I'm Like, like, what? I don't feel good. That's what's happening. Like- (laughs) <laughs> I'm going through cancer and chemo. And literally, I think another important thing to bring to people's attention is, and this is the words of my doctor, you could have two hours out of the day that you feel like a champ and go as hard as you can. Do all your errands, anything you wanna do, cause you're gonna crash. You could have one full day of feeling like a champ or a couple of days. You never know. I could wake up feeling like a million dollars and I could have plans for the day. I could have meetings or I could have doctor's appointments. And within an hour, I have to cancel everything and I'm in bed the rest of the day. And I don't post that. I'm not like, hey guys, today I'm a, I'm dying in bed. I just can't even fathom yeah. getting up right now. Yeah, exactly. I of
0: course, you're that. not gonna post that. No. And I don't, why, why would you?
1: Yeah, it's like, I don't post like me sobbing in Brent's arms and me sobbing in the doctor's appointments. And you know, you get glimpses of what I'm going through, but you don't know. And so many people are like, oh, well, if I had cancer, I'm like, well, you don't. Exactly, and you have no freaking idea. You don't know until until you face it yourself. People are like, oh, I know people who've had cancer, but you don't have it yourself, nor have you been a full time caregiver for somebody that's had cancer. So don't even try to come at me. With exactly. That. Yeah,
0: you can, you know, try to prep yourself mm-hmm. of like how you would like to face it if yeah. it ever comes your way. Sure, but you can't. Like, I can't imagine how it feels
1: it's, it's undescribable. How? And a lot of people do come at me with very positive opinions and they really do want to help. And I can tell that they're genuinely concerned, but then there's a lot of people that are just miserable in their own life. You're a miserable person. You're not happy and you're projecting it on other, on other people. And right now I have like a no negative wall up. I'm like, if you're a negative person or you have anything negative to say, you're out. bye. I don't have time for that because the only thing I have time for is to be positive and to fight for my life. That's Period, the end.
0: I mean, that's how it should be.
1: That's how life should be always. Yeah. This is wonderful. Like, always, exactly. Like, like, I have
0: like- <laughs> It take this kind of situation to, you know, to make you realize how holy moly does it filter people out of your life. Oh
1: yeah, people I thought were supposed to be so close and have my back turned out to be the most evil people. And it's crazy that literally this is a lifetime battle. So stage four, I will always battle this. I will never actually be 100% cancer free. It'll always just be- keeping the cancer from coming back um, to the point where I need treatment again. Um, So to have somebody treat me like that when you're going through something so crazy is just wild. And I used to care so much and it tore me up in the beginning. And now I'm like, bye, bye. I have so many other people. I don't
0: have those five seconds to give you anymore. You're out.
1: I don't care about their feelings. I don't care about what people think. If I tell people bye out of my life, because if you're doubting me, you're putting self-doubt into my head. And that self-doubt can create such a monster in your own mind. And you could literally damage my treatment and damage my recovery.
0: I was about to say, I've heard so many times that a lot of diseases are caused by stress.
1: Oh, hundred
0: 100%. And just, I, I'm i a strong believer that, you know, my mom has always, my mom is the most optimistic person on the planet to like an annoying level. <laughs> But she's always put in my head of, you know, if you're sick, just tell yourself that you're not sick and keep going and be fine. And somehow you wake up the next morning and and you're you're not not sick. sick. And it's just this weird thing that she was always approaching things to like an overly positive way, (laughs) but always taught me that the negative side of things, the stress... And just that bad, if you put a negative thought out there, most likely that's going to win over the positive thought and the negative side of things is going to come around your way.
1: A hundred percent. Um, when I first, when I was going in for my brain MRI, because that's like one of the only places that my cancer had not spread. Um, I had a nurse look at me and go, honey, if you think you're going to die, you're going to die. I've had women with stage one cancer not make it because they get it in their head that they're a cancer patient and this is a death time stamp and you know this is this is it and then I have women who have stage three and four who strive in are 17 years in remission and she's like do not ever let that get in your head like don't even think like a cancer patient don't act like a cancer patient and you won't be and I took that to heart and my good friend Shelby told me that this is just an injury we rehab and we recover and those words have echoed in my head the entire time.
0: I remember you calling it an injury, mm-hmm. our first conversation that you told me. Yep. And I was like, that that's a new way to see this. Yep.
1: There's, a, There was just no... And it's so true. There's just no other way in my mind. There was just, it's either this or die. And I'm like, I don't want to die. I love life. I want to keep living. I'm yeah. way too young. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So my bullshit tolerance for people is just out the window and for negativity and... On to the next K-bye. Okay, like, I don't, I, if you think that way, stress will kill you and negative thoughts will kill you. And it's just- And those them, negative
0: friendships will kill you. Will
1: kill you. They will bring you down. I'm like, yeah. why would you ever want to bring your friend down? I don't- Because I don't you're not a like friend. That.
0: Yeah. You know. Shit people are going to be shitty to people.
1: Horrible people. That's just-
0: So obviously, I assume that you did nothing that the world would be so mean. No. But what made you decide to be so open about your story?
1: That was something that I really thought about. I took some time off social media to the point where people were kind of like, hey, are you doing okay? Because I've always been a very open person. Um, Social media can be really great. I love sharing my life with people and I've met so many amazing people in my life that don't live close to me that social media is just a way of, of connecting with family and friends. And I was like, okay, so how do I go from being this super positive, open person sharing all my experiences to literally shutting out the world? And how do I keep people close to me involved in it? And so I really only thought I had one choice and that one choice when I knew that I was going to be positive and take this to a different level that most cancer patients don't. There's very few of us that do look at it this way and treat it this way. And Also, the way that I was diagnosed, if I can prevent one woman from being misdiagnosed through showing this, was worth it to me. So I just, I know I told Brent, I was like, I have, I don't, I don't really have any other choice in my head, but to show how this really is, for one, to make sure that as many women as possible can avoid being as far diagnosed as I am. And for women that are this far diagnosed or even earlier stages, they have a different light to look at. And I just really, really, really love people. And I just want to make people happy and give light into someone's life. And if I can do that for one person, then showing the good times, the bad times, the worst times is all worth it to me. It really is. It is. And I've gotten a few messages that just like have just made Brett and I both sob and just been like, one of my really good friends, her mom was diagnosed with stage three because she saw my post and made her mom go to the doctor and she was at stage three. And now she's in chemo and had she not, she's like, I, we didn't think anything about it oh until my I saw yours God. Mm-hmm. and her mom's in chemo now and doing really well. But she was like, we That's didn't, crazy. it's crazy. Her mom had no, no, idea. No, yeah. no. And I've had some women that are like, I What was, there's, there's been so many. And I try to post them for like Monday motivations. Just I've been going through treatment and it's been so hard on me. And, and I found your page through a hashtag or through a friend or through something and to see someone who has a further diagnosis than I do being so positive and uplifting, you just give me hope. You And women that are like, I am recently diagnosed and you're preparing me. I'm about to have this biopsy or I'm about to have this scan. Exactly. And I see you going through and it makes me feel better knowing what's coming from someone that's more open instead of trying to Google. I was about to say, because
0: I can only imagine that whenever you get diagnosed, Unless you have, you know, a close friend or a close family member that has been through it before, you have no one to tell you what to do or how it's going to be besides your doctors. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think there's also that level of just your personality. How do you handle situation? Your doctor is going to tell you, you know, the facts, hear what's going to happen, hear how you might feel the side effects and how long it could take. But no one is preparing you of like, hey, how about you do this for yourself? Mm-hmm. How about you set yourself to this mentality? Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you Google that, unless someone, you know, wrote like blogged about it or someone wrote a book about it, you're just going to get medical facts by Googling it. And they don't. Always then you kind of just have to fucking figure it out on your own. Yeah. Like it's not enough for you to handle now you have to figure out figure
1: it out on your own
0: how your brain is supposed to react to the biggest fight that your body is about to go through.
1: Yeah, it's hard. You know, I mean, we. I yeah. feel like
0: each hospital, each doctor office, should have a person like you. That's gonna sound silly, but <laughs> almost, you know, the patient goes in and get diagnosed, and obviously, when you walk out, you probably just want to disappear.
1: Oh, you're in a you're in a complete like days like you I don't even I don't remember driving home yeah like yeah
0: I almost feel like every doctor's office should have this you know rather than
1: like a patient advocate
0: oh if you want you know here's a therapist if you want to talk about it should have like here's a positive ass person Mm -hmm. that is gonna help you through this and make you see the best of this
1: that would have been awesome it took me a long time to find other patients that um were one very active on social media. Um, there's a few people that I follow, but they're very vague and there's just not a whole lot there. Um, I know like when I had my biopsies, I Googled it to watch the procedure because me as a person, I like to know what's going on and they don't tell you till you're laying on the table, like, okay, you're going to have this needle injected into the middle of your breast and then we're going to click it. And it's going to take a whole punch of your tissue and then pull it out. Like, had you told me that when I laid down on the table, I would have had a full-blown panic attack. There would have been a, no way you would do, you have been able to do that. So I Googled it, but it's scary. I had to filter through so many negative videos and there was no like personal connection. It was just very like medical based, like needle one goes into the patient's left breast. And I'm like, Okay. But how does she feel? Did she feel it? Did she, how'd she feel the next week? Like they say, Oh, don't lift anything for 10 pounds. I'm like, okay, they're not telling you. It's literally going to feel like you had a baseball bat hit across your chest and it's terrible. And Oh my God. So I've had so many patients be like, or women that are now patients message me and be like, thank you so much for posting this because it mentally prepared me for what I'm about to go through. Cause I posted my bruised breast. I posted, Hey, like when you're going to get this done, know this is going to happen it's really quick you know because they always tell you in doctor's office it'll take one second you won't feel anything yeah and my last biopsy was literally a fucking nightmare I was in this contraption that you lay on your chest it puts one breast down into this like hole and then it's like concave so your back is arched at a very uncomfortable angle and there's nurses pushing on your back to keep your breast down there oh my god that's a and then they put a needle in your breast and it stays in there no. for five minutes while they're trying to collect the samples. So you can't even move. Literally nightmare. 100% the most, the worst thing. My I've entire gone
0: body is just aching. Just but they don't thinking tell about you it. this on
1: social media. No. They don't tell you this on Susan G. Corman, which is a great foundation, but they don't tell you this on their commercials. Like, no, this is real life. This is actually what happens. And I
0: don't understand why people are not more upfront about it. I feel like I would rather be told like, hey, this is going to suck. This is going to hurt. This might take longer than you want it to be. And almost mentally preparing myself hundred percent, for something real bad. And then once it's done, be like, you know what? it was actually better than I expected Yeah. rather than be like, ah, they told it was a breeze. It would take a few seconds. And then you walk out of there and you're like, this was the worst fucking five minutes of my life.
1: I was like, you didn't tell me I was going to lay on this table that makes my back hurt. And you're going to be pressing down on my back. And I'm like, I wish I would have had a girl that I followed. And not that I wish that anyone had it, but someone that unfortunately had it and showed you the real way about it. And yeah. and just prepared you. And it's been really awesome to hear the feedback from other women Saying thank you so much, like I, because of you, I feel more comfortable. And it just, I have to it's say great. that
0: we've had a lot of people reaching out for like questions about services and things like that from following you.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, oh a my lot. God, really, a lot. <laughs> oh, that makes my heart. A so
0: whole happy. lot of just you know found you guys through Phil and just saw her whole her whole kind of Yay. like makeover and everything and like how happy it makes her and yeah,
1: that makes me feel You're so really, much better. You are
0: really changing, changing something out there.
1: Thank you. And that's what makes it all worth posting about whether I have people that I kick out of my life because it's negative to have that one person say, Hey, you changed my life. I'm so glad I followed your lead or I didn't go your route because it's not for me is, is worth every single second.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because the negative backlash has no no room no. it cannot compete with positive things no. and I think that's what negative people don't understand
1: yeah I'm like okay, you
0: can't compete with an optimistic person no just one like,
1: message from one person that tells me that I helped them and even the most the tiniest speckle of their journey is worth every moment and going through every negative thing to get that one person
0: that makes me happy thank you makes me so happy Hold tight, everyone. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Welcome back, guys. Phil, how much has cancer impacted your mental health?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I Um, feel like
0: that's something that people don't talk enough.
1: No, people and mental health is some wild taboo thing that we don't talk about. And I don't know. It's bizarre to me that mental health is so not thought about in, in the public. I, um, with like my doctors and stuff, they are very concerned with mental health. Um, so I do have an outlet there. Um, I haven't sought out therapy just yet, just because I have been so overwhelmingly busy, but it is something I will be doing here in the future. Um, how do I explain this in the best way? It, it definitely changes your mental health in a way that I'm just exhausted it's like I said, like my bullshit radar is, is at an all time high. I'm just, I'm just done. I have no room for it because you're just so, your mental capacity is just so overwhelmed by much more important things and life changing and fighting. And you just see things differently. Like I mean, I still have like my girl days where I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to wear? That's the worst thing in the whole world. And then there's other days and I'm like, dude, nothing that could happen in my life right now will ever top this. And it's just, it's day to day. day, But in the way that's changed it the most is I'm just very exhausted. And it's the honest truth. I'm just, I'm so thankful that Brett and I are so strong. um, Cause had I not had that relationship or I'd be like single right now, I don't know how good. That would be like thinking about dating would be just beyond exhausting, <laughs> but it just, I'm exhausted. It's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's easy to stay positive because I, I have such amazing people like you and, and Brent and my family and just really great friends. So it's easy to say positive day to day, but sometimes when I'm alone or it's wild, when I write, I have cancer. Like I could say it a hundred times, but when I text it out, I don't know why, but I cry. I think it's probably,
0: you know, when you say something, it's like the word is out. You don't hear yourself say it. Yeah. But when you text it, you send it and you kind of read what you sent. 100%. Like, I,
1: I don't, I don't know why. I like literally like every time I, it's, and I don't know what it is when, I don't know, it's just it's not every time, but it's just sometimes like, I'm not like a weak person or like, I'm not someone that. But it's a harsh reality. It is. It's like a check. Like you talk about it and talk about it. And I've, I've been so open about it. So I talk about it all the time, but it's all via social media. It's almost like
0: it became your normal at some point.
1: It is a normal. And then, so it's just like that. But then there's moments that I'll like stop and I'll be like, holy fucking shit. I have cancer. Like I have cancer. And that is a hard reality to swallow. Even still now, I'm like man, like I was so strong to go through getting my ovaries removed. I was like, let's do it. Whatever you have to do. And then like, I'm not a jealous person. So I don't see a pregnant woman get jealous. I think it's beautiful. And I have a lot of people who are sharing their pregnancies with me, but, and kids were never a hundred percent in my life, but to like see it and be like, Oh my God, that'll never happen to me. Like I'll never have that. Like oh, I'm pregnant or yeah. Or, or like, never,
0: Oh, let's try. Or yeah. just have the conversation of like, you know, I don't, yeah, we not, should try. Yeah. No, it's not,
1: not an option. No, it's not an option. It'll always be like, okay, so do we have the money to do IVF or can I even carry because you produce different hormones when you're pregnant that may cause my cancer to come back or. Oh, we, I had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you produce, I forget, Ooh. I forget what the name of the, the hormone it starts at the P pedestrian or I don't know. I'm saying I'm butchering that, but, um, my doctor's like, we'll have to talk to specialists if you guys come to that decision that you would like to try to carry because I still have my uterus so I can still carry a child I just can no longer conceive naturally um they're worried that because my my cancer is hormone driven that if I do get pregnant it could cause a flare-up and then what was the point of that now I'm having a child that I either will not be able to continue carrying or I could die wow yeah so there's just so many aspects of this that people don't realize that I have to deal with every single day like I will have to deal and sadly with stage four and I talked to my doctor two weeks ago statistically it does come back in stage four patients so at some point in my life I will have to battle this it may not be chemo because hopefully we will catch it so much faster that'll be just a different medication change yeah but statistically I will have a relapse it's just it's stage four which means it's metastasized into my bloodstream and the point of my medications is to keep it from um growing but it could so you just get really exhausted thinking about like this is a forever yeah ever 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 it,
0: (laughs) it will never leave your body no you kind of have to just maintain it at what it currently is.
1: And I mean, unless we have like this, I mean, you see all the breakthrough things in like HIV and AIDS and. Yeah. There's
0: hope that, you know. Maybe one you're day. You're young. So. Yeah, maybe in my hopefully. lifetime,
1: I'll get the opportunity to have a magic injection or a pill that says, hey, you're never going to have cancer again. But the reality is I will have to do this forever. And that is mentally just so overwhelming. But you can't think about it every day. No. No. So I don't. Every once in a while I stop and think about it. But in the end, it's just, it's just been mentally.
0: Which I think that's how it should be that you, you can't erase it from Mm -hmm. your brain. Yeah. It's there. You have to be realistic, but also it can't take over your life. No. Because that's the whole point of fighting so hard that you can keep living your life. Exactly. So if you let it take it over, what was the point?
1: And I'm a very like, I rebound really fast from stuff. So like. I'll be sobbing, crying in the morning, tired of it. Because when I wake up, my pain level right now throughout my entire body is about a four every time I wake up, sometimes a five. And then as I get moving, it kind of goes down. So I could wake up and be like, oh my God, I have to like wake my body up. And I hobble down the hallway to make coffee like an old lady, like I just can't move like I used to. And it gets me down. I'm like, God, I'm fucking so sick of this shit. And then I'm like, okay, on to the next thing. Like, I I just don't dwell on things.
0: And I think that's why you're coming out of it so strong.
1: I hope so. Whatever I'm doing, it's working. So I'm trying. It's working.
0: <laughs> Would that be why you've been keeping so busy
1: through it all? Oh my God. Um, for anyone that follows me, and, and Audrey, you know, and you follow me, I am literally not doing something. Like, I don't know what it's like to hold still and just, I have a million activities going on, or I'm traveling, or I'm booking a modeling job, or a vacation, or I'm making candles that help pay for my.
0: You literally do way more. I feel like in your week that I do.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> so I, I I work throughout the day and and because I do work from home, I'm I'm able to do extra things. And I um, sorry, <laughs> she's giving me this weird wink,
0: but like one of her eyes just stuck, kind of half closed, <laughs> like there's something in it
1: are you okay um I think that I was always really busy to start with and I'm I have so many ambitions and I have so many goals and there's so many things I want to do like I still very much so want to model as much as I can so I'm back to working out to get in shape and I really want to use modeling as my plateau to bring more awareness and it's just like busy to me is always better and I also think it gives me something to look forward to that's not cancer yes you know so it's like. If I stay busy, then I'm not going to think about it. And I just, okay, oncology appointment. Okay, I'm done. Uh, I'll see you in a week, doctor. Bye. And she's like, do you ever stop? Which is something, it, it's like, it's a double edged sword. It's I don't think about cancer and I'm so busy and so positive, but at the same time, it really wears you out. I was about to say, I think
0: you have to maybe, you know, keeping busy, I think probably in a way makes you stronger mm-hmm. mentally and physically but at the same time, you have to know your limit. Yeah. Where when you're tired is like, girl, I'm tired. Yeah. I need to do nothing today.
1: And it's very hard for me. Whatever
0: plans out. you have is, sorry, canceled. Today is a we're doing nothing kind of day.
1: Which is has been very hard for me. I don't like changing plans and I don't like disappointing people. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel lazy. Like. And it's not bad. And I love lounging. Like I definitely took one day this week, which was not enough to just kind of sit and just do emails and not plan anything else. I didn't see anybody. I kind of stayed in my house for two days and just vegged out, but I was still working. And that's the thing that my doctor talked to me about. She was like, Felicia, your body has been through hell and back and we're still not done. She's like, I need you to stay strong. So you've got to take some days and just lay in bed go get a massage, come back, lay in bed. She's like, I know it sounds crazy, but you've got to just slow watch meaningless
0: movies. Yeah. Just
1: relax. Don't think about things. Sleep in. Cause I'm up at 6am like that. I walk my dog two to three miles a day, sometimes twice a day. Cause I'm trying to keep my body moving, but she's like, you're, you need to rest. And so I think that it's kept me really positive and given me really good goals to look at and look forward to. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why I've definitely stayed positive because I just I just have things that have to get done. So there's no room to not be. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Yeah. And now you're just going to slowly learn to give yourself a little break.
1: I'm going to try from I'm time to time. I've definitely been learning to take at least one day a week to just yeah slow down.
0: My best advice, just because I've been through it of like burning myself out mm-hmm. from just going, going, going until I just couldn't go anymore. I'm so organized everything is in my calendar like I'm working those hours I'm going to the gym at that time we're making dinner at that time and then we're going to a movies at that like everything's in my calendar Mm -hmm. put in your calendar like a me day
1: oh that's such a good idea
0: So you're not going to, you're not going to cancel on anyone because you're not allowing yourself to make plans on that day.
1: That's so smart because I just book my, I have everything in my calendar too, but not a me day and I will just book it, book it, book it. And then sudden I'm like, oh my God, I haven't like.
0: And then you're like, I'm at rock bottom, but to have a me day, you're going to have to cancel things.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't have
0: to be obviously the same day every week. Or, you know, if at first you don't think you can do once a week, even do like Once every two weeks and then once every 10 days and then make it once a week.
1: That's so smart. But then
0: put it in your calendar of like,
1: just block it out
0: as me day. And then you can book a massage or a facial or acupuncture, whatever you want to do that relaxes you. And then not even allow yourself like emails is not a thing
1: because that's still,
0: that's still work. Yeah. The same, like that day. It's like Everything. put an auto reply of like out of office auto reply.
1: That's so smart. I'm going to do that. I'm going to schedule a day next month because I already booked this entire month up. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going to Aspen on Monday for a um, breast cancer retreat with boarding for breast cancer. So that's cool. But I'm definitely going to do that. Like just a day that's like nothing. Just, yeah. nothing. Whatever I Just want to do. watch
0: your favorite movies on Netflix. Have a cocktail in the middle of the afternoon if you want to. Order oh, yourself a that. goddamn pizza. Yes. Just do you, boo. <gasps> do you. Have your best day every
1: week. This is amazing. I'm going to do that. And this is probably, <laughs> this is a breakthrough for cancer patients. A meet day once a week. You do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Mental health. Yeah. If it means, Geez. you
0: know, going for... A beautiful walk, laying out on your deck and tanning, taking a two-hour bath.
1: Whatever whatever makes, the hell makes you happy. I definitely do two-hour baths a lot. Just do it. The best.
0: Just do it. See, I can't do it. No? Which is kind of insulting, knowing... You have a
1: gorgeous. (laughs) That's why my eyes just almost popped out of my head. I know this girl has the world's most gorgeous. Oh my god, she has a like one of the most. I mean, it's not like like those big claw foot tubs, but it's gorgeous.
0: It's also giant.
1: It is huge. Like
0: Chris finally took a bath and he was like, "Holy shit, I fit in this thing," (laughs) which is unheard of.
1: So you're just drowning in it.
0: I think. I mean, I'm short. I'm 5'3". Yeah. If I can't actually sit in it. Oh, so it's probably not comfortable. Because then. it is, but it's like if I sit in it and I start sliding, I straight up go underwater. <laughs> because by the time my feet touch the end of the tub, it's underwater. too late. My, my hair's in the water it's yeah the struggle of being short in the big tub okay
1: there's got to be something <laughs> on amazon for that like something yeah, you yeah like in a the short w- people stopper <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a fake little wall that
1: because you have the same thing i have you have that like little topper that goes over the top yeah dude i put my laptop there and i turn on a movie i have like yeah. either a cup of tea or a glass of wine depending on the night and i have these all natural bath bombs that I get from our hometown in Arizona. And I just, and I will drain a little bit of water and fill that shit right back up.
0: That's the thing I used to. So I think the reason I'm saying, you know, I can't do a two hour bath is I'm that person that when I draw the bath, I'm like, Ooh, this feels like a good temperature. And then I enter said bath <laughs> And it's fucking boiling. (laughs) Like I cook myself like a little chicken. (laughs) To the point that
1: (laughs) I just little chicken. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: really how I feel. To the point that I feel sick.
1: Oh yeah, you can't do that.
0: Like I I lay there and I'm like, ooh, this is so good. But then after 15 minutes, I'm like, sweating, I'm sweating. <laughs> I get out of the tub and actually sit on the side because it's cold. And I'm like,
1: are you even putting any Ooh. cold water in there? Um, no. <laughs> I <just let> myself. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: And then I'm like taking a deep breath. and I'm like, okay, I got this. And then, you know, when you get in a it's jacuzzi not, yeah, and it's, it's too sp- hot, a
1: jacuzzi, it's not supposed to be miserable.
0: I know. <laughs> but then I do that. Like, and then I get back in the water. And, but then after 10 minutes, I'm like, holy shit. Can't do this anymore. And we then I work get on your out.
1: ratios. <laughs> but
0: to the point, I think I dehydrate myself. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Because totally. then
0: I'm laying on the bed. First of all, my skin is like burgundy, almost <laughs> purple. Chris is like, what the fuck did you just do? I boil myself straight up. I'm laying on the bed, like, butt-ass naked, chugging water, and I'm like, I just, I need ice cubes. No I wonder can't. this is not
1: a good experience <laughs> for you. This sounds horrible.
0: I feel like I nailed down the temperature, like, one time out of ten.
1: You know what that sounds like? That sounds like chemo.
0: I think I need a god. Oh, Did they make thermometers for the tub?
1: I'm sure they, I mean, you can just take a thermometer.
0: I don't even have that.
1: You can, you can I, I got yeah. it at Hobby Lobby for $9, like,
0: I'm just going to like hook one on the faucet and it's going to dangle there I and I'm going to nail down what is my, what is your favorite, favorite temperature. temperature.
1: So how I do it is I do it really hot, but I leave it like half and then I would do cold water and I get in about when it's almost full and feel and I'm like, okay, so it's a little too cold. So I'll put a little bit more hot water, but you have to be able to like, let it cool down and then add hot water to it. Yeah, that's fair. And then you just gotta yeah, because I feel
0: like I get in there and it's boiling, no. and I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna put some cold water, but now it's too late.
1: No, 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 you gotta put it like fill it boil halfway full. I myself already.
0: <laughs> I'm half, half cooked.
1: <laughs> half, you're like this is this is the end. This is it. This is how I go. I'm getting crispy. <laughs> and then, I'm done. No, you have to put like half the water, and then get in, and then feel out how you're feeling. But then put on a
0: movie. Right. I'm gonna do that tonight.
1: Do it. I'm excited. I'm gonna take a bath tonight too. Perfect. Literally, me and and my, now I'm going
0: to make myself another Moscow mule because now that's my favorite goddamn drink. Now, now,
1: remember, we're having Mexican mules. That's
0: true. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Because I Audrey my,
1: doesn't like goddamn.
0: Yeah, I don't do vodka, but I'll do tequila.
1: So we have Patron, mint, ginger beer, and lime. A
0: whole lot of lime and a whole lot of ice cubes. And it's and amazing. It's so good. It's so refreshing. And a copper
1: mug because you have to have a copper mug. Have to. They don't taste the same when they're not in a copper mug. Fuck, I don't have one. I'm going to Amazon Prime you some copper <laughs> mugs.
0: I will. Maybe, oh, maybe I can Prime now some by <gasps> the time. Can you? I'm sure.
1: You should look into that. Because it really, it really is a difference. Like when they put it in like a regular glass, like a clear glass, not the same. Really? Yeah. I think it actually, I've always
0: wondered what was, like does the copper give your drink a I different think,
1: taste? I, I think so. There's like a, a reason why. They put them in copper mugs and I I have noticed there. It just, it's not the same.
0: Okay. I'm like trying to multitask right now and I'm just looking (laughs) on prime now for (laughs) copper,
1: copper mugs,
0: copper mugs.
1: Oh my God. That would be amazing. If you could
0: do that, that. would be so good.
1: Or till Chris. I mean, prime
0: now you would win my heart right now. I don't think they do. They have, no, they don't. For some reason I can order a copper, picture frame on prime now but not a mug.
1: What about Chris? What is he doing?
0: Or how else would you call it? Is it a mug?
1: Yeah. Cup? Let's see. Okay. Ask me the next question and we'll uh we'll Amazon prime this.
0: Perfect. How was it to face your cancer as a couple?
1: Ooh, that's such a great That's a great question. Um we've been together for a while now and we're a very independent couple we just always have been, he has his hobbies that have nothing to do with me. And I have my hobbies that have nothing to do with him. And we don't live together. We actually live like 0.4 mile away from each other. And we, we love our apartments. I like my room. Like we're just independent people, him more so than I am just, I'm a needy bitch. So I've had to deal with that. So, but he's been, he's very good. He's very supportive and he's, he's, he's that type of dude. That's like Why don't you go to Vegas with your girlfriends and have a great time? Like he's, he very so wants me to have my own life and be independent and, and happy. And then he's there for me at the end of the day when I come home. And, um, to me, that was really important to find in a partner. So I'm very thankful for that. And his mom is actually a survivor, a breast cancer survivor. No way. Yeah. Um, she was, I believe stage one or two. She didn't have to have any chemo. She just had the lumpectomy. And then, um, because she was older, she chose to have the mastectomy. Um, and so was his grandmother yeah wow yeah um same thing I don't think I don't believe either of them luckily did not have to have chemo he actually has their portraits tattooed on um one on each pectoral muscle and then he has the cancer uh breast cancer ribbon in the middle of his chest what a
0: sweetheart
1: such a sweetheart he's a
0: goddamn angel he
1: he really really is um and so when I was diagnosed he was with me every single step of the way every single appointment every er visit He remembered things that I didn't remember. He wrote down things. He just, he would go to work and Google for hours, like how to help me with this and what doctor I should go through and what, I mean, he would come home and be like, Hey, I read that you should do this and this and this. And I'm like, you spent your whole day like working and on top of your work, you're Googling some
0: research of how I should handle what would be good for me.
1: Yeah. And so, we didn't have like a crazy in-depth conversation oh. because we didn't have the time to, but I kind of just let him know like, Hey, if this is going to be too much for you, because we're not married, we don't have children. We don't live together. Like if, and, and we don't have family in Southern California, anywhere close to us. I think like our closest relative, my mom lives in San Diego. That's, so that's still two and a half hours and his closest one. And he doesn't even really speak to them is like an hour away. And his family's in Arizona and my whole family is in Utah um, I was like, you're going to have to be my number one. Like you're, you're going to have to take care of me and be there with me. And if this is not something that you're up for doing and it's totally okay. Um, just tell me now, like, tell me now before we start, I said, I'll never hate yeah, you. Yeah. Cause you can't, don't you do can't this. leave
0: in the middle of it. Do not do you this leave in the middle now or never.
1: <laughs> I said, don't do this in the middle. And when I get better, it's not your scapegoat to to ditch me. Exactly. Was, like, um, he would never, he never would. But I, I just said, you know, like, you just got to tell me now if this is not something you're going to be able to do. And it's totally okay because I don't even know how hard this is going to be for me. I don't even know what it's going to be like on you. I, I don't know. And he, without hesitation, was just like, I want to be there for you. I want to support you. I want to be at every appointment. I want whatever I can do, I want to be there for you. And he's not a mushy guy. So he's going to hate this segment and he's probably going to be <laughs> mad at me for, not mad at me. He's just going to be annoyed, but, <laughs> um, he has been my everything he's and he's not a flowers kind of guy. Like he's like, I'd rather buy you a new pair of workout shoes or, uh, or, or, or like,
0: I like that. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm not mad. He's just like, I don't want to bring you flowers that are going to die. I'd rather buy you. I'd rather take you to a nice dinner or exactly buy you something, a purse or something. And on my first oncology appointment, we went out to the car and we showed up separately in different cars. And he was like, Hey, um, I have something for you in the truck. And I was like, Oh, okay. He's not the most romantic human on the planet. So I was, (laughs) I didn't even think, I didn't think anything about it. I was like, Oh, okay. What did I leave in there? And he had handpicked different colored roses to make a full dozen in a vase. And he was like, I don't know if I should say he was crying gonna be that I said that? Oh He was my he was teary-eyed and he was like I can't physically make you better but emotionally I want to be there for you. I'm going to cry. Now. <laughs> I'm going <I'm> to cry. <laughs> so, he's just been what like What the hell? Yeah, and just every step of the way he's been supportive and he's just like pushed me like sometimes when I'm like god you're so hard on me, he's like cuz I know you can do it. He's like do it better and you can do more and don't sit on your butt. Like, let's get up. Like, so he has definitely been a huge part of my positivity and keep pushing myself to keep going. Cause not he's not like,
0: letting yourself, no. not letting
1: you doubt yourself. No, he's like, come on, Phil, let's go. We don't, we got stuff to do. There's no time for this. But then on the other hand, I'll be like, Hey, I'm really tired today. And he's great about being like, he's the one that'll be like, Hey, put your phone and computer down, watch some TV. I'll come home with dinner tonight and he'll go to work. And I'll be like, Brent, I haven't got off the couch. It's like three o'clock. He's like, so yeah, exactly. he's like, He's like, order somebody to come walk the dog. I'll pay for it. Or ask, the, ask one of the roommates to come walk him or I'll walk him when I come home, just open up the slider. He's like, lay down. It's fine. Yeah. So he's just been, it's, it was really hard and I was really scared because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle losing him and going through this, but I can't force another human to go through this with me. And I can't expect him to do that. That's yeah. not fair.
0: Especially that when you can't explain to someone how this is going to go down.
1: Like, you don't know. I can't give him like, like,
0: hey, there's this huge mountain ahead. But it'll be over in six months. Exactly. I don't know. I was like, like, I don't know how long it's going to take us. I don't know how tall it is. Like, I don't, I have no goddamn idea. I have
1: nothing. I was like, I can't. And he's been so awesome. Like during my first couple of um, rounds of chemo, um, I was having, I think, the worst night I had 50 hot flashes 50 I counted it Holy could have been more, more or less but around 50 and I was just like blanket on blanket off blanket on and we both work full-time during all this so he was still getting up and physically going to work and I was like oh my god I can't keep him up anymore so I'd go sleep on the couch and at like five in the morning he'd wake up and be like come running out there like are in you okay panic yeah like that
0: you're not in bed are you
1: okay and I'm like yeah I just I don't want to wake you up and One night I had my first fever, which if you're a cancer patient and you get a fever over 100.5, it means something very bad. It means you have infection starting. Literally, you have to go to the ER, call your oncologist, something is not right. And I was laying on the couch and it was hot. It was summertime. So I went through most of my chemo during summer. And he's like, why do you have a blanket on? It's hot in here. I'm like, I am freezing. And He's like, you have a fever. So he took my temperature. It was like 11 o'clock at night. We called my oncologist who answered My actual oncologist answered the phone at 1130 at night and she was like, go get some Tylenol, take a nice bath, like cool yourself down, call me in the morning if it's not good enough. And before I even got off the phone, he was dressed and walking to CVS to go get me Tylenol because we didn't have any in the house. Like he's just been your rock. My rock, my everything. Like, I, yeah. I definitely don't think I could have gone through all this without him. 100%.
0: I'm, like, mind blown.
1: I'm just... <laughs> it's crazy because people who know him, he's just a very, like, independent dude. I mean, dude. not that
0: I did not expect him to be like that, but I think to know the details of... I it just... I can't imagine it's just so hard on yourself that I can't imagine the weight on a couple.
1: It would kill me. To watch him go through this would utterly destroy me. Like, I don't know... Yeah. Like I would, I would probably put a front, yeah, that
0: I'm here for you and I'm so okay, but I would be so broken inside and like, oh, I would grasping be, for like every hope and like every just trying and, not to cry twenty four seven. Oh
1: yeah, and, and and he's been so strong and and <gasps> um, like people who know him, he was never like. The relationship guy, like Brant, wasn't the, like he had relationships, but it's, I mean, I'm definitely his longest girlfriend, and
0: he was not the settling no, down kind of guy.
1: Never and never, like, and so people who know him and his family, and just people who have reached out and just been like, "Man, like, we knew he loved you deep down. We knew he loved you because it's been so long, and he's been with you, and you know, he's been a great guy to you. But how he stepped up just so effortlessly and selflessly—that's legit, selflessly.
0: real love." <laughs>
1: I don't know how to say that. Word. Yeah. I can't You're say.
0: you're not asking the right person. Yeah, I'm
1: like I can't <laughs> ask you how to say English words. Yeah. Um but I also really took care of him, which I think is something I should have mentioned in my chemo moon. Um I sent him on a guys weekend. I called his best friend from oh, I love that. Yeah, I was like I need you to be my number one. Like <gasps> And everything is about me right now. It's so about Felicia. Everything's about Felicia, about Phil, about Phil, about all of this stuff. And he still have his life. Like this is not his burden to bear. And I can't expect him to stop everything. So I called his best friend in Colorado and his best friend that lives down the street from us. And his best friend flew in from Colorado and they went up here to LA and did a dudes weekend and just hung out and hung out by the pool and went out and just bent where they acted like stupid teenagers again. And, and I was just like, here, like, Go have a great time. And yeah, check
0: out from reality just for a don't, split second. I'll be okay.
1: And he checked out the whole time he's texting me. Are you okay? Are you feeling okay? He's like, I won't be too far. He didn't want to go to Vegas because he's like, I don't want to go to Vegas and be too far away from you if something happens. That's and fair. That's fair. That's and so thoughtful. So thoughtful. And then for Christmas, because his birthday is around Christmas, I also, um I worked nine days in Vegas, so I got a very nice paycheck. I yeah. I treated him. And I I think... A lot of women and people don't expect girls to treat men like that, which I think is really crazy. But I, they, they do. Like, girls are like, yeah you, yeah, you did that for him, but you're going through this. I'm like, Why can't I take care of my number one? Like, his mental health and his well being is just as important as mine. Exactly. And so I just, I treated him and, and made him feel special for a couple of days. So it was really nice. I love that. I love that too. Because I, I like-
0: mean, obviously, he didn't go through the same battle. But he went through a battle. Damn near close. He The only thing like, he probably couldn't do he, is like, the physical stuff. Exactly. <laughs> like, he didn't face it physically. But, I mean, mentally, he had to go through, like, not necessarily the same exhaustion as you're going mm. through. But, I mean, it has to be draining as fuck.
1: I can imagine. And he's very strong. He doesn't portray, like. Through all of that. Exactly. And he doesn't throw it on me. He doesn't make me feel it. I can see it in him at at, time, at times when it was. The peak of what I was going through but he never told me it was too much or made me feel like you know that he was overwhelmed and um I think his mom was such a great support system for him in that so I'm really thankful for her that he had her to lean on um but yeah he's just man he's just been such a such a gem like I'm just so thankful like no matter what happens to us in our lifetime which you're stuck with me forever sorry um (laughs) yeah there's no way (laughs) you're not going anywhere you committed
0: this far (laughs) you are not leaving
1: no matter what happens to us in our lifetime like I will forever be thankful for him for everything that he's done for me during all this so thanks Brent if you listen this far
0: (laughs) thank you thank you for making her so happy it makes me happy I love happy people
1: I love happiness people should just love happiness
0: I know it's the best after going through all of this what is your best advice for someone who just got diagnosed?
1: Oh boy. Um you're going to be okay. I know it's easier to hear that than believe that. But no matter what you're going through, how do I say this and like it's like so hard to like put it into words and make someone feel it like you got this. As long as you have that mentality and you don't let the naysayers come in, don't fucking google anything ever and just own it make okay so you're gonna lose your hair buzz it off like I did be one step ahead of the game be ahead of it all get your eyebrows done go buy yourself some awesome outfits go like make yourself feel fierce like do whatever you have to do to make yourself feel good because this is the fight of your life and you can do it if you put your mind to it you can do it and if you need anything ask for it I really wish that at some points I would have been more like, no, I'm not doing okay. I am really tired instead of always being so strong. So don't be scared to have those moments and reach out to people. Like I love when people reach out to me and it is hard for me to get back to everyone because I am so busy, but, um, don't be scared to talk to people. And if something is too much, like some of the support groups are devastating and way too hard for me even now. But if you need help, ask for it. If you're not doing okay, it's okay. Like don't, feel like you always have to be so strong and so like positive and, and nothing is bad. Like it's okay to have those, those moments, but take it one step at a time, celebrate your little victories. Like I wish I would have celebrated getting my port out. Um, for cancer patients, having your port is life-changing, but it's also like the best day of your life when they remove that huge plastic thing from your chest that goes and I didn't know this it goes all the way into your heart I thought it just went into my vein what I tripped out so I was laying on the um the hospital, the surgical bed and they did a chest x-ray so they could see what they were doing and I looked over and it's literally the the tubing is literally inside of my heart but they never told me that they're like oh in my heart that
0: is bananas
1: so people don't know that they're like oh it goes into your jugular because it's the biggest vein in your body so it can it can handle because chemo will will damage your veins so if you don't get a port and you use your veins it can destroy your veins to the point that you can't use your arms anymore and then you have to use like your feet and your legs and whatever else it'll literally destroy them almost like like a heroin addict like literally just melt them so they put it in your jugular because your jugular can handle all of that so I was like, okay, yeah, I can feel where it kind of like goes into the vein right here. Like, okay, like whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, And then when I saw the x-ray, I was like, what the fuck? Like I legit was like, why? Because no one told me no that this one God goddamn told me thing is
0: inside of my inside heart.
1: Inside of my heart. So <laughs> celebrate that victory. When you get that out, like. Seriously. And I did it because I was like, a oh. a big ass fucking deal. It's a huge deal. So, and don't feel selfish about being like every positive thing that happens in your journey every clear test every good white blood cell count is a victory and feel proud of yourself make sure that you feel proud of yourself for every positive thing and if something doesn't go great don't beat yourself up over it there'll be another test you'll have another chance just go with it
0: I think the important thing and you know that goes for any I think any bad times out there any like hard battles just If you're not doing well, to not see it as a failure. Yeah. I think we live in a world that if things are not going your way, then you failed.
1: That's, That's such a, that's a perfect way to put it.
0: And it's so, it's just a different step. It just, not every day can be 10 out of 10. Yep. And if a day is a one out of 10.
1: That's okay. It's just
0: not as good of a day, but it's not a failed day. No. It's... It just a sign that hey, today you need to take care of yourself just yep. a bit more than usual.
1: Hundred percent. You that, need to
0: be a bit slower, and if that means you need to do nothing, and if that means that hey, you want to cry for eight hours, cry for eight hours. Yep. There's nothing wrong about it.
1: No, and I think that's important. That's you did. You got you hit the nail. You, you know, right on the head there. Um, one bad day is okay. Tomorrow is another day. And with being a cancer patient, every day is a good day because there's unfortunately a lot of patients that don't get another day. And
0: that is so true. They
1: don't, they don't. And you know, I'm very blessed to have this have been going so well for myself. Um, so I was really hard on myself on the bad days. And I really, um, like I said, I would feel lazy instead of like feeling like I was taking care of myself. I just felt lazy. Like I was like, I'm being lazy. I got to get up and do stuff, but it's okay to have those low days. Yeah. Yeah. Just move on. You
0: need those low days.
1: Yeah. Just on to the next day. Exactly.
0: How have you stayed positive through this whole situation?
1: For lack of a better Or should word. I, yeah. Yeah. And, and or should it, I say,
0: how have you stayed positive through your entire injury?
1: There you go. Through my injury. I'm a very optimistic person. It's it's not natural for me to be that way. Um For a long time, I was a negative viewing person. I always looked at the negative and things. And then I started surrounding myself with people that were making their goals and doing really good in life and always happy. And I was like, man, they always see the best in every situation. And so I just started living my life by that. Like, I watched The Secret. I absolutely love The Secret. I think it's an amazing, corny documentary, but I absolutely love it. And it really just puts your mind in a good place. And like I said, I'm a
0: strong believer of it. So I'm not going to judge you on I, that.
1: I love it. I think it's the most corny movie on Netflix, but it is absolutely life changing.
0: I haven't watched a movie, but I read the book like have, 10 years ago. They have
1: a film about it. Oh, okay. So sometimes I will just I haven't like watch it yet. I don't know if it's on Netflix right now. Cause sometimes I'll just do it on my computer. Like while I'm getting ready, I'll just listen to it in the background. Um, but like I said, you have the fight or flight moment and my grandmother, um, was a was really big on not dwelling on negative things. So she would literally be like, quit your boobin, get up and get going. So in my mind, there was no other way to do it. It was just like, hey, this is like gonna be a short little blip in my life. Like in ten years from now I won't even remember half of this stuff. And it'll be such a quick couple years that, you know, it'll just be like go by so fast. So why not just make the best out of it? Like I can't control it. It's gonna happen whether I like it or not. So shave my head then I'll rock some awesome pretty wigs or I will um change my hair color and I'm just like fuck it why not what what I think
0: you have to focus on the bigger picture rather than hang on to every little detail yeah that is just a roller coaster that yeah it's almost wake up every day and just 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 be ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. And just Just head for like, what's your final goal?
1: Exactly. You're going to
0: make it through? Yep. Cool. So whatever that means today, at the end of the day, you're going to sleep and you're going to wake up again tomorrow. Exactly. And you made it through today and tomorrow and you just keep going.
1: And I just put out those positive vibes in the world. I was like, hey, this is happening, but there's nothing I can do about it. So... I'm just going to wake up every day and be thankful that I woke up today and on to the next set of challenges. And it's really paid off for me having that positive mindset. I have been blessed with so many amazing opportunities that it's made having that mindset worth it. Whereas I feel like, had I been negative, had I closed myself off to those vibes and those people, I may not have, like, I went to see Nitro Circus in Colorado with Fuck Cancer. I got my eyebrows done by you. I get to go to Aspen on Monday with. Boarding for breast cancer because I opened my heart and my mind to that positivity. And, you know, my friends tagged me in the post for both of these opportunities. And I just entered. It was not like, not everything is where they found me, like, hey, Felicia, we want you. It's like, oh, I put my name into that and they picked me because I put that positive vibe out there. I was like, hey, I want this. This is a great opportunity. And This cancer fucking sucks, but this opportunity is rad. I want to go to Colorado. This doesn't suck. This doesn't suck. how about we go for that? Yeah. So I was just like, the more positive positive I am, the cooler and better things I get to do with my life. Yeah. Because positive attracts positive. Correct.
0: You get the good people are attracted to you. You're attracted to the good people filter out the not so good people exactly
1: and then just everything gets better on a daily basis so it just you know it just showed it just started paying off being positive just started paying off to the point where I'm like there's no other way to be and I like it I like it too
0: (laughs) what are your goals for the future what's what should we be looking out for
1: so I um Want to spread awareness as much as possible that um, when I was diagnosed, well, when I was misdiagnosed, they said, Oh, this is you know, you're too young to have cancer. Well, tricks on you because I had stage four, so I wasn't too young, <laughs> and I'm actually not the youngest in all of my appointments. they really, oh, yeah, uh, 16 year olds, 18 year olds, 21 year olds. Oh, my, I got
0: goosebumps. Oh, yeah,
1: so. The, I am taking every opportunity to get my name out there, to get my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everything out there to spread awareness that this is not a young woman's disease or an older woman's disease anymore. To Had I seen someone my age battling this, I would have borrowed the money or put it on a credit card to get a mammogram when they told me, oh, don't worry about it. The ultrasound is fine, but you're too young to have cancer. So we're not going to approve any further testing. And I was like, Oh, okay, because I had a small little lump, which everyone can read my story on my GoFundMe and my webpage. Um, so they were like, oh no, you're fine. You're too young to have cancer. So they actually denied a mammogram twice. I tried and they denied it. And I was like, well, there's a reason I trusted the system, which I would not wish I would not have. And so I actually have my first um, public speaking gig, which I invited you to today, Yes, which is an eighties prom themed, Um, benefit for breast cancer um June 29th
0: that sounds like it's gonna be the best night of my year
1: it's gonna be amazing like they go full out so that we've already
0: discussed outfits
1: you guys just wait wait till you see this
0: oh it's gonna be good
1: but it's my first time publicly speaking and that's something I really want to do is go to more events and speak and portray the positive side um Cancer sucks. We all know it. Fuck cancer, but there is a positive side to it. You can make every situation positive. So I want to do that. Um, I'm back in the gym to lose the weight that I gained from just surgeries and all that stuff. And I really want to do some big things with modeling. Um, I have some goals and going to start making some connections. And, and for me personally, that's what I want to do. I love modeling and I really just want to knock it out of the park and show like, Hey, I was down here battling cancer 50, 45 pounds heavier than I had ever been in my life. And now I'm here. Like you can do this. And then, um, I don't know, just live life and be awesome and be around awesome people and, and have opportunities and just keep showing people the positive sides of life. So I've You're got a well of, on your way. I'm trying. I've got, a, I've got a lot of uh, things in the work. And if anyone wants to help me and reach out and help me make those goals and collaborate with me, I love showing other positive people and companies who support people like that. So that, that's that's my goals just spreading the positivity yes
0: <laughs> well thank you so much for being here thank you literally thank you for you know staying staying with us and I being you. I appreciate so positive. You. I love you so much
1: I'm just so happy I met you and I'm just so thankful for your positivity and just like you guys are just such a great inspiration and just I appreciate you so much I so. think
0: we I think this is the absolute proof that you attract positive people and people like yourself 100 percent. you put whatever you put out there just comes around yes. and here we are yes and i
1: love it Yay. <laughs>
0: well i love you so much thank you i love and you and i'm really looking forward to see what you have coming in you know
1: this year and in the future i also cannot wait to go to prom with you so I'm oh my excited. god <laughs>
0: can we be prom queens
1: yes yes metallic dress oh my god you have no
0: idea i might go like full-on like metallic fuchsia dress oh mine's
1: i'm like metallic like mermaid with clear heels (sighs) like i'm mm, oh i can oh i'm ready
0: you guys stay tuned for those photos yes
1: june 29th perfect thank you thank you i love you i love you too thank you guys for listening thank Thank you guys talk to you soon Bye. bye